What's up, world? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Brand New Show. As you already know, I am Brand New. Don't know why I just did that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, like always, you can follow me on all podcast platforms everywhere. Um, YouTube channel Brand New Show, and social media platforms everywhere is all Brand New Show. That's Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, Brand New Show. Um, and tonight. <sighs> We are, well, I am, I should say, I am kicking off my wrestling life top 10 WrestleMania matches of all time. According to me, I got to put the according to me part because I think a lot of people would just be like, that ain't my favorite. I don't give a shit what you say. It's not your favorite. It's my favorite. I tell you at the beginning, excuse me, that it's my favorite, not yours. So uh, tonight I am going to be doing 10, 10 and 9. So my 10. My tenth match of what I thought was the greatest WrestleMania matches in my tight match of my favorite WrestleMania. So I wrote them down, and I know what uh, I want to do with this. So hope you guys enjoy this list. Uh, WrestleMania 39 is in six weeks, April 1st, in April 1st and 2nd in LA uh, SoFi Stadium. So you know, I just want to get into the WrestleMania spirit. By doing this list, um, shout out to everybody that has been watching, uh, uh, listening on podcast platforms or watching it on YouTube. Appreciate you guys, and uh, hope you guys enjoy this list. Uh, so let's get into it. Wrestling life, top ten WrestleMania matches of all time to me. All right, so starting off the list at number ten is WrestleMania eighteen. Now, this WrestleMania is really centered around one particular match, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. That is one match that everybody talks about. It's the Icon versus Icon match that everybody talks about. Nobody really, you know, that's the one match everybody talks about from this WrestleMania. But there was another match on this card that I thought was really fucking great. Even when I was a kid, I thought it was really great. I was eight years old when WrestleMania 18 happened. Uh... And I remember it, um, but it was another two icons that also had a chance to fight on this on this card. And these are the two. I also think tore the roof down in Toronto that night, but a lot of people don't talk about it. But I also thought it was a really good fucking match. Um, and that is Undertaker versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania X, uh, WrestleMania 18, uh, no disqualification. Um, yeah, this match was incredible, man. It was too, uh, it was The Undertaker, it was Ric Flair. Um, to a lot of people, they might not remember this match, or if they don't remember, or they remember this match, they probably don't give it its proper respect. Uh, this was in 2002. Ric Flair just came back to WWE after the WCW sale. Um, and he was actually supposed to be the co-owner of WWE, and uh, <laughs> it's so crazy to think that he was supposed to be the co-owner of WWE with Vince McMahon um, after the invasion angle had died. Thank the Lord, it died. But he came back, was supposed to be co-CEO of WWE, and ends up in this rivalry with The Undertaker. He ends up in this feud with The Undertaker, and it started at No Way Out. Um, the Undertaker had a match against uh, The Rock, and he felt like Ric Flair cost him the match. And 
So the Undertaker for literally up until WrestleMania until Ric Flair accepted the match. He went up to Ric Flair and told him, I want you, I want to fight you at WrestleMania. Ric Flair is like, nah, I'm not going to fight you at WrestleMania. And Undertaker says, oh, really? You're not going to fight me at WrestleMania? Okay. And then he just goes on a war, on a war page beating the shit out of Ric Flair's best friend, R. Anderson, for Horseman, legend. And uh, his late son, uh, Davis, David Flair, uh, yeah, he beat the hell out of his, he beat the hell out of his son, man, and which prompts Ric Flair to finally agree to fight him at WrestleMania, and it's a no disqualification match, and I actually think it should have gotten more love, more respect, because this is the first time, by the way, in this match that the Undertaker's undefeated streak is ever mentioned. This is the first time it was ever talked about on TV. It was the Undertaker said, "I am." Uh, what he said, "I'm not in no at WrestleMania, and after I beat you, I'll be ten and zero." This is the first time the streak was ever mentioned on TV, and you know we'll go on for another decade to pretty much supersede any other match on WrestleMania was the streak and. Undertaker and Ric Flair went out there and did a great job, man. It was a bloody match. Ric Flair bled like Ric Flair bleeds. And Undertaker bled like Undertaker could bleed. And it was such a good match. All right, Anderson comes out there. His Undertaker was spine buster uh, to the point where Undertaker then gets up and beats the hell out of Arn Anderson. And then he beats the hell out of Ric Flair. <laughs> and then he just ends it. Uh, he tries to lift uh, Ric Flair up for a, a last ride, and the Ric Flair just could not get up there. So he just says, fuck it, and just tombstones him and ends the match that way. I thought it was a really great match. A lot of people probably won't have this match as on their WrestleMania match list because Ric Flair looked like he couldn't really go anymore. But when I watched it, I still was, in it was intrigued by the match. I still love this match. It's one of my favorite matches. And, um, yes, and number 10 is The Undertaker versus Ric Flair. No disqualification at WrestleMania 18. <sighs> Man. Now, the next match is number nine on my list. Man, what's up with flares and the streaks at WrestleMania? What's up with that? Uh, because coming in at number nine is Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, WrestleMania 34 for the SmackDown Women's Championship. If you would have told me WrestleMania 34, the best matches on WrestleMania 34 will be literally the first match, the second match, <laughs> and Kurt Angle and, and Triple H was like the fourth, Kurt Angle and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie was like the fourth match of the night. If you would have told me that, I would have been like, that doesn't make any sense. But it was. WrestleMania 34 peaked after that match. I don't even know. I can't even remember what was match number three. I really fucking can't tell you. It took forever. This, this whole pay-per-view. It just took fucking forever. Outside of maybe The Undertaker squashing John Cena. That was about it. But I could have easily put the, the Intercontinental Championship match on here, the triple threat match. But I was like, nah. I like uh, I like the second match, Charlotte and Oscar, because Charlotte hasn't really had a lot of great WrestleMania matches. I, I know people... That that don't understand like Charlotte has not had a lot of great WrestleMania matches. Her first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 32, when she fought Becky and Sasha for the for the women's championship. It was the first time the women's title was brought back into WWE because it was the Divas title for so long. So the women's title was brought back. She beat 
Sasha and Becky. It wasn't a great match. WrestleMania 32 sucked as a pay-per-view. Let's just get real. Um, WrestleMania 33, she was in a fatal four-way elimination match with Sasha again, but this time it was Bailey and Nia Jax, and it was elimination, and it sucked. That match sucked, too. And also that pay-per-view, pay-per-view took forever. It was just a long-ass drugged-out match. Oh, my God. Then uh, WrestleMania 35 was, of course, the winner-takes-all match between Becky, Ronda, and her. Which, again, great match. It just took forever to get to the fucking main event. <laughs> WrestleMania 36 was the pandemic WrestleMania, which is why her and Rhea Ripley are fighting at this WrestleMania. Because they didn't fight. They fought at WrestleMania 36 in a pandemic. Which, again, I don't know why Vince McMahon booked Charlotte to beat Rhea in, in, for the NXT title. When you know damn well Charlotte's not going to be on NXT. It was kind of stupid. But I digress. And she missed WrestleMania 37. And ended up going to... But WrestleMania 38 was her and Ronda Rousey. And I think WWE fucking missed the opportunity to capitalize on Ronda and Becky and Charlotte and Bianca. It would have been a fucking obvious choice since those are two easy picks. You would have got two feuds that a lot of people would have loved to see. But you completely fucking bungled that. I have no idea how Vince McMahon... Excuse me, I, I actually do know how Vince McMahon bungled that. But anyway. But Charlotte never had a really good fucking WrestleMania match. Like, ever. Like, one-on-one until WrestleMania 34. WrestleMania 34 was beautiful. It was Rick, It was Charlotte Flair, one of the, the best women workers in the business, versus Asuka, who at this time, like I said, just like The Undertaker, her streak. Her Asuka was literally undefeated for like two and a half years. She got so great that when she got called up to the main roster, they literally had to make her vacate the damn title. She had to relinquish the title, not because she got injured or anything, because she got called up to the main fucking roster. <laughs> it was just like, she was just so fucking great. And and she left NXT, goes to there. She wins the first Women's Royal Rumble. She wins it. Goes against Charlotte. It And then at WrestleMania 34, I, I watched this match a couple weeks ago just to see if I was, I was crazy if this match wasn't a... It was fucking fantastic. It was a great fucking match. Oscar literally countered Charlotte's moonsault out the fucking air. She <laughs> fucking literally just turned her hips and caught her and fucking put her in a triangle choke. It was it was a fucking incredible match, man. Unlike her dad, she actually broke the streak and of Oscar, which is kind of stupid because I know a lot of people say after this match, Oscar kind of fell off the fucking top of the women's division, which is true, because, again, it's fucking Vince McMahon, because he doesn't know how to call shit, but I feel like with Asuka, she, she still found a way to be great, but this was one of the best matches that both of them had at WrestleMania, let's be real, I don't think Asuka had another match like this, I don't, she missed, I think, WrestleMania 35, WrestleMania 36 was the pandemic, and then I think WrestleMania 37, she lost to Rhea Ripley, so, yeah, this was probably her best fucking match she had. <laughs> hey, hey, it was incredible. Um, I thought I thought this match was really great. It showed a, it showed the dynamic of what Charlotte really can do in the ring with a real worthy challenger. And Oscar at that time was literally under fucking feet. You could not stop Oscar. Why do you think she said ain't nobody ready for Oscar? And that's true. At that time, nobody was ready for Oscar, which would have been perfect if she would have beat Charlotte. I don't know why Vince did this stupid-ass shit, but 
it's fucking Vincent Man. What can I say? So there it is. My first two matches of my top ten WrestleMania matches. Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 34. Is at number nine. And of course, the Undertaker and Charlotte's father, Ric Flair, comes in at number 10 with The Undertaker, WrestleMania 18, the no disqualification match. Um, tomorrow, 8, 7, I will try to record 8 and 7 tomorrow. Um, in the next couple of days, I'm going to try to record all these episodes to get us right, get myself ready for WrestleMania. Anybody that's watching and listening, get y'all ready for WrestleMania like I am. But until then, I am Brandon Janu, and I hope you guys enjoyed this list, man. I really, really do. Until then, I am Brandon Janu, and that is my first two matches of my top ten. Peace.